Hello and welcome to level 63 of Three Extra Lives, a video game and trivia podcast. I'm your host Tom Knight. How are you doing? I hope you're doing well. I hope you're keeping safe. And I don't really have much to say at the start of this level. So let's just do it. Let's get on with the show. Let's get started. Here we go. One game that I have picked up recently is a game called Tin Can, developed by Tin Can Studio. And I just want to thank the developer over at Tin Can Studio for supplying me with a key to check out this game. And I decided to take this game over onto my Twitch channel and I rallied the troops. And the troops being my fiance Amanda from Geek Herring. And also I have to give a little shout out to Cuffy from the Character Craft Podcast as I ventured into the world of the tin can. Now what is tin can? The tin can synopsis merely reads as you've barely managed to flee your exploding spaceship. Now in an old escape pod, you find yourself in the shoes of a technician without any knowledge of the complex systems around you that are keeping you alive. Faced with all kinds of cosmic dangers, how long will you survive? Now one of the first things you will notice about Tin Can is that this game comes with its own manual. Yep, this game has a PDF manual to help you understand how elements of the Tin Can work, the Tin Can being your escape pod. And there is many, many factors to consider with regards to, I'm gonna say the area that you are working in because you'll spawn into this game and a little timer will start and immediately you will start to encounter the dangers of space. So that could be a meteor shower, it could be an ice nebula. Basically, there's lots of environmental hazards outside that can impact your ship and also cause issues to various parts of the escape pod that you're trying to maintain, you're trying to keep it running, you're trying to stay alive. It is a survival game in its essence. Now this game is very challenging. It's definitely something that I would call a little bit hardcore. So you can play this game solo. When that happens, you do have the manual inside of the game to help you troubleshoot the problems as you go along. I played this in party mode, which basically meant that I didn't have a manual and I had people with me on Discord referring to the manual. I was telling them error codes and they were helping me diagnose them and trying to fix problems. The interesting thing about Tin Can is that at the very start, you quickly learn that you need to manage some basic things like your O2 and your CO2 levels. That's kind of what's keeping you alive. And then other issues will crop up. You'll have alarms going off. You'll have monitor screens not working. You'll have switches not working. And you have to start then compromising elements of your escape pod to fix major issues. So you have to prioritize certain aspects such as if your oxygen system is compromised, you may have to find parts to fix that. Nearly everything in this pod you can interact with. And one of the first things as well that I noticed was your ship's powered by lights. Well, you can open up the light unit, you can pull the components out of there, which will turn your lights off. It will then trigger emergency lighting, and then you can start using parts from there to potentially repair 
components early on in your survival timer. And then when the lights go out, you've got a backup emergency lighting, which yes, you can pull components out of there and get your lights off completely. And you're left with a torch to try and operate with very limited visibility. And as the game progresses, that timer ticks on, things get increasingly difficult. You may have issues with your gravity. That's also an interesting mechanic where items that you might be using to try and repair, they're floating around. You might drop them when something hits your, your pod. And there's handles around that when you are at low gravity, you can grab those to help yourself maneuver around the ship. But it is a very, very interesting game. And there's been a lot of thought into exactly the technical element to this. Going into this game, I was pretty overwhelmed. I'm not gonna lie, I was pretty overwhelmed, but after a few rounds, you do start to get the hang of it. And while there is a lot to take in, there's a lot of moving parts, literally, you do get better at it the more you play. I mean, you could probably say that about every game, but there's an element of discovery, there's an element of experimenting, and it's really quick to just jump back into a new game. It doesn't feel bad when you finally succumb to your end and you just restart that again and start the whole process all over again. So if you're looking for a bit of a technical challenge, if you think you could survive in space for a long time, if you do have that mindset of repairing things and fixing things, this might actually be a game you get a real kick out of. I would definitely recommend reading the PDF before you get started as well. And there's also a developer Discord which you can use to find out more information about the ship and how everything's operating there. I think really going into this game, you probably do wanna do just a little bit of research to get yourself started. I was lucky I was streaming on Twitch. I had a few people giving me pointers, giving me a direction there to get started. But I have to say it was a lot of fun and the atmosphere that's generated just within this small area that you have to work in. I found myself even just getting a little bit lost in the fact that there's so much going on in a small space that you would think you would know where everything is straight away. But when you have these environmental elements happening as well, like, like these freezing temperatures or these meteor showers that they're thundering off your unit and giving you a little bit of a jump there, it's really immersive, just a really immersive experience. I could definitely see something like this ending up in VR eventually. It definitely seems like it would work really well for that. But I think Tin Can is a really excellent addition to the survival simulation genre. There's a lot going for it here and there's a lot of potential in this game as well. And I think just what works is the fact that you can dismantle everything, you, you can swap pieces and parts around, you can use that as almost an experiment of trying to get things working and sometimes it doesn't work, sometimes it does and when you do manage to fix something you just get that small brief respite of oh I fixed this element of my pod but then you've got something else to maintain and there's just this ongoing disruption of keeping you busy and you really do have to micromanage all your systems to make sure that you stay alive for as long as possible. Now I managed to survive for over 20 minutes in one playthrough of this game. I thought that was pretty good. It's probably not, but I was proud to get over 20 minutes surviving in the tin can. But why not see how well you can do? Go check out Tin Can by Tin Can Studio 
that released on the 30th of October 2020. It is still in early access and I have to say that it's really polished for an early access title and very excited for what's to come there. I know the developer is very active with the community to work with them in what they might want next in the game. So very exciting times in the world of Tin Can. Go check it out. It's trivia time. So we were talking about Tin Can, that is set in space. And speaking of space, can you name the 2008 survival horror video game developed by EA Redwood Shores, which is set on a mining spaceship overrun by deadly monsters called necromorphs? The correct answer is Dead Space. Did you get that one right? If you did, give yourself an extra life. We've seen a real surge in a certain game this year called Among Us. And I would put Among Us in the bracket of social deception. Social deception games are probably some of the most fun games that you can have online. And this makes me wonder if social deception games are going to be the next thing that everyone starts to make. We've seen it with battle royales, but could social deception games be next in line to take that throne? I'm not sure. Part of me kind of hopes so. When we see a popularity surge in a certain type of game, it definitely then inspires other developers to perhaps put their spin on it and to see what they can create. And I have to say, I've been playing social deception games for quite some time. I'm a big fan of the genre, not just playing it on video games, but also in board games with the likes of, you know, One Night Ultimate Werewolf or like Coup, Sheriff of Nottingham, Masquerade. And I'm talking about games that I've mainly mostly played on Tabletop Simulator, but I've also played some of those with real people in real life, in a real room, you know, all that stuff you used to do before 2020. But with the pandemic actually has seen obviously more people playing games online with regards to that social interaction as well that that 2020 has seen a reduction in due to the pandemic. But being able to play games like this online, I think when you see the likes of Among Us, which has had a huge popularity spike this year, which is pretty incredible because that game came out in 2018. Obviously there has been content creators that have been putting time into that game, increasing the awareness of it, but only was it around August, September of 2020 that Among Us just absolutely exploded. And some people who have been playing it for a year or a bit longer were just like, yeah, I've been playing this for ages. The popularity of Among Us where YouTube reported that Among Us videos were viewed 4 billion times and TikTok videos related to Among Us had over 13 billion views in October 2020. And as of September 2020, Among Us had exceeded 100 million downloads and a player count of close to 1.5 million concurrent players. Now that is incredible statistics and that to me means that people are going to take note of a game that's doing that well and it's phenomena that has come with it. So I know myself that 
this is a genre that I just always want more of. I've looked at social deception games. There's been games like Town of Salem, which has been out since December 2014, which is inspired by games such as Werewolf and Mafia. And I feel like it is a genre that, that has stayed relatively quiet in the video game field, but I feel like with the likes of Among Us, we are going to see just a bigger surge in that. And obviously I've covered other games in this genre, looking back at Enemy on Board, which I mentioned in level 49. And another game that I've been playing recently as well, and I haven't played it too much because I've only just managed to pick it up, is a title called Project Winter. Now this is, again, another social deception game set in a snowy wilderness where you and up to eight players will focus on surviving and working as a team to gather resources, repair structures, and try and survive until the rescue helicopter comes to save you. Now this game, I managed to pull together a team of friends over on my Discord, which you can join if you head over to 3actuallifes.com. There's a link for the Discord where I'm gonna be trying to play more of these social deception games a bit more often if that's your jam, because that is one of the downsides sometimes about social deception games is that you do need a group of people to play. Sometimes, yes, you can play with random people, but I feel like, as always, these games shine when you're playing with people that you know, people that you love, people that you don't mind stabbing in the back. And Project Winter, I think, could be one that will perhaps gain a bit of traction soon as well. Currently, that game was released in May 2019, but as we've seen with like Among Us, sometimes just takes a little bit more time for games to get the recognition that they deserve. And I know I'll probably cover Project Winter in a little bit more detail in the future when I've got some more hours under my belt. Again, I just have a lot of fun playing these games and I feel like they're really shining. They're really, they really just offer something extra to what normal multiplayer games have because they add that dynamic of human interaction that element of unpredictability with regards to how people are going to react and how well people can lie and deceive you. And while generally those things are quite bad in real life, when you put them in a game, pretty fun. So what do you think? Do you think social deception games are going to be on the rise? Do you love social deception games? What's your favorite? Do you want to play social deception games more? Why not let me know? I'd love to hear from you. And remember, come and join the Discord. Head over to 3xlifes.com. Join the Discord there. We're playing games over there. We're probably going to be playing more social deception games in the future too. So if that's your jam, definitely do that. And I hope to see you soon. It's trivia time. So we were talking about social deception, a bit of deceivery, a bit of deceit, all those things right there. So here's a first. This isn't trivia. This is a riddle. A woman shot her husband and held him underwater for five minutes. Later that night, they had a lovely dinner together. How is this possible? A woman shot her husband and held him underwater for five minutes. Later that night, they had a lovely dinner together. How is this possible?
The correct answer is the woman shot her husband with a camera and then developed the picture. Did you get that one right, Sherlock Holmes? If you did, give yourself an extra life. And finally, on this level of three extra lives, let me tell you about Dark. Now, Dark tells the story of Lloyd, a boy who finds himself in the middle of a lucid nightmare, unable to wake up. Lloyd has to face his fears and decipher the meaning of the dream. Now, this could very, very easily have fit into the Halloween special. And I played this after the fact that that episode had come out, but I thought this was too good not to share. And Dark is a game that came out back in August 2019. It's developed by Unfold Games. And wow, like I always say on this game, horror games I have a tricky time with, but I'm going to instantly put this in the bracket of Little Nightmares, where yes, there's a horror element to this game. Yes, there's some disturbing elements to this game, but it's just enough. It's just on the line of being able to play, but still giving you that spooky feeling inside. This game definitely has some Tim Burton-esque aesthetic to it. When you boot into this game, there's not really much to say that you start in a house and there's no real explanation to why you're there. Then you go to bed and suddenly, boom, the perspective of this game completely changes. You seem to phase into a dream, or maybe you already were in a dream. Who knows? Going to bed in this game starts the level that you need to get through. Now, there's no combat in this game. It's all specifically puzzles that you need to solve to progress. And the first few levels will introduce you to some of the mechanics of the game and one of those mechanics is the fact that you're able to walk up certain walls you're able to change the dynamic of how you're approaching the level so you can pull switches that may pull you forwards or backwards into a perspective shift in the level that you're in and it works really well and it's quite bizarre and slightly jarring at times how it happens but it really fits into the element of being in a dream and pulling these switches and changing the perspective. It sometimes it doesn't feel like it makes sense, but it also makes sense at the same time. You ever get those feelings when you're in a dream where, where things feel real, but also not quite right at the same time? I think Dark really captures that feeling so very well. And the puzzles in this game are relatively straightforward. You do have to do a bit of investigating on all the levels that you're on and this sometimes is a little bit tricky because you can walk up walls and sometimes you might miss an area but you have to fully explore the environment you're in and some of these puzzles are timed as well and some of them are actually very clever in how you come about to solve them and some of them are actually even a little bit scary because there is a timed element on one puzzle in particular that if you don't solve it in time well something very bad happens and that was that's just incredible to add the horror element into a puzzle which i've never really seen done too much before and as you explore lloyd's dreams lloyd's nightmares i should say you will also encounter disturbing creatures which really 
do capture kind of that element of a child's nightmare of creatures that maybe would seem quite innocent but also quite disturbing at the same time one of them in particular is a human that has a trumpet for a head and they're in like a wheelchair and to move the wheelchair they're just blowing their trumpet almost gasping for breath there's something just really disturbing about it and you don't want to be caught by the trumpet head man now dark is a fairly short game it's probably going to take you about two and a half hours to three hours to complete so it's not very long if you play through it you're probably going to be able to do that in about one sitting but the developer has been working on dlc for this game as well and the first dlc called the tower came out back in march 2020 which again it's free dlc and it continues lloyd's journey into a mysterious tower filled with new puzzles and creepiness and another dlc called the crypt is also being worked on which will be released in quarter four in 2020 again free dlc for this game with regards to the the dlc as well you, you don't need to finish the main game to be able to play this but i thought considering the length of the game that would probably be one thing that would flag up that it is probably a little bit on the short side but i have to say that it, i sometimes just enjoy an experience that will take me three four hours to play through that's just a solid non-stop experience that is just all killer no filler that's what i'm gonna say and i would say dark definitely does that it's a beautifully constructed piece of art it captures the elements of nightmares and the elements of lucid dreaming i have to say of just things not feeling quite right at all and one other thing to note that the developer of this game, Warlord Marhulitz, and I'm really sorry if I butchered that name, has also released a book called Game Dev, which I have downloaded onto my Kindle. I'm excited to read it. This book also offers a sneak peek into the story, hardship, and obstacles to make Dark, and also the book covers practical advice on game development to making video games for a living, even if you have no knowledge about making a video game. And the book also covers mindset, pre-production, funding, business, law, development, marketing, PR, publishing, distribution, and pre-launch, launch, and post-launch strategies. That's a lot of information there. And as someone that's not looking to really go into game development myself, I still think this is a really interesting insight into the world of game development and to have played through Dark, have loved every second of Dark, even though I was slightly terrified at times to get a little sneak peek, a little look behind the curtain of what goes on into making video games. You know that's what I'm all about here, trying to think a little bit more about those things, about what has to happen for the games that we know that we love to come together. So that book is called Game Dev and that is on Audible and you can also find it on Amazon as an audiobook, ebook and paperback. So yes, that is Dark by Unfold Games. If you're still hankering for a bit of spook after Halloween, go check out Dark, but maybe keep the lights on. It's trivia time. So we were talking about Dark, we were talking about dreams, we were talking about sleeping, and here we go with this trivia question. Which animal is counted as a mental exercise in some cultures as a means of putting oneself to sleep? 
The correct answer is sheep. Did you get that one right? If you did, give yourself an extra life. And here we are again at the end of the level. How did you do on the trivia this week? Why not let me know over on social media at 3 Extra Lives. You can also email the podcast at podcast at 3 And as always, you can find all information about this level, show notes with links to everything I've talked about over at 3extralives.com. And again, like I mentioned, there's a link for the Discord over there at 3extralives.com. We'd love for you to join talking about indie games, uncovering indie discoveries, coming together to play games online. It's all happening over there. We've got a few awesome game developers in there too, which is very exciting for me geeking out about that a lot so definitely go and check that out if you want to and that is it we have reached the end of another level i thank you all very much for tuning in and i will see you all in level 